whenever you block out your time to devote to you, you have to be devoting some component to building your confidence, finding out why there's resistance around sales, which that's very common. A lot of the times it's because we feel like we're bugging people rather than actually providing a gift to people. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show and it's time for another quickie because there's always time to fit in inspiration. And today is an extra special day, you guys. I've been having some people join me on these quickies Um, because what fun is a quickie alone? You know, you got to bring on somebody for a quickie to make it way more fun. So Rachel, I'm really excited to have you on the podcast today. Hey, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited as well. Okay. So we're going to be talking about some really cool stuff for people because not only are we going to be talking about tips and tricks on connecting deeper with your audience, but they're going to get so much clarity on how to navigate sales, navigate sales calls, clarity on their vision. I'm guessing we're going to be able to talk about how to close people. And there's so much more to this than people think. So we're going to get into that. Um, But first, I just want to say it's been so much fun. Like being on your journey with you, I feel like I've I've gotten to like really experience and see so much freaking growth. I mean, like <laughs> it's kind of hard to not be on people's paths and not just like be cheering them on and, and see so much growth. You know what I mean? I know that I've grown so much over the past couple of years. We've grown together. So uh, you were in. Um, let's see, what round was that? Of so fast much growth. I was, I was an OG. You were the original gangster of of Fast Foundations Mastermind. And that was, it was literally a blast. Like, Mm -hmm. so back in the day when we could meet in person. (laughs) um, (laughs) Yeah, but you really took off. Like, uh, you were one of the people who just took everything and ran with it. It's like, you know, there's so many people that, um, you know, you can just watch like having these light bulb moments and all of a sudden their businesses just transform and they become a magnet for everything. So I love that you're on here talking about this today because I, I really feel like I watched you become a magnet for everything that you desired and all of these incredible people who you get to work with now. So tell me a little bit about what you do um, now. Thank you. I mean, I I feel that's the best compliment because I feel like a magnet now. So that's the best compliment for me, but it's also the best compliment for past foundations and the work that you and Chris do. Um, what I do now, I came into the mastermind as a business coach, spiritual success coach, but with a deep passion for really creating emotional healing for women as well. And I still do that, but I've definitely expanded, like you said, where I'm now an NLP trainer. So I certify aspiring coaches, healers, and light workers in the powerful tools and modalities of NLP, EFT, which is tapping, mm-hmm. um, hypnotherapy, life and success coaching, and all of those yummy tools that actually create the shift for people. Oh my God. And that's so huge. Like if, if some people are, you know, they feel like maybe they've done all of the sales tricks or read all the things and they're like, I still just can't 
can't get this. So much of it is because you are not feeling confident within yourself and you're not clear on your vision. Like, how are you supposed to know, you know, how to close people and how to, you know, get people convicted on your message if you're not convicted by your own message? Mm -hmm. So I love this because I really feel like that's what it does. It really helps you stand so firmly into your own message that you're like, there's no way I'm not talking about this. And that's what we want to get to that place of like, no matter what happens, no matter what anyone says, no matter what happens in the world, I know why I'm doing this. And I know that this is the role that I play, um, no matter what that is, you know? So I, yeah. I love, love, love this. Okay, let's jump right in to step... Well, first of all, you know what? Let's give a little rundown on what NLP is because I think that there's probably 50% of the people on here who maybe don't know what that is. Sure. Okay, so there's like the scientific definition, then there's like the easy podcast definition. We're going to go with the easy podcast definition. Thank which you. Is, I prefer it. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Essentially, NLP is the language of your subconscious mind and how to model success because majority of our thoughts, 99.996% of our thoughts, feelings and actions come from our subconscious mind. So when you think about the desired result that you want and why you may or may not be getting it, you got to then trace it back to your subconscious mind because that's what's running the show. So essentially, you're going to help us reprogram all of the crap that's going on and holding us back. Yes. I like it. Bingo. It. You're going to be a bingo, bingo. afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's do it. Number one, you talked about be, do, have. Right. So this is a very high level overview. Obviously, there's steps in between, in between, but the very first step is to obviously create the identity of which matches what you desire. So be, do, have. Where this is a lot of the times where many of us get tripped up, especially when we're on the beginning of the journey, because we're still in that fear, lack, scarcity, Mm -hmm. ego thinking. And that doesn't serve us. We know that doesn't serve us, right? But Mm -hmm. we're like, well, how do I change this? I don't really want to. I'm comfortable here. Mm -hmm. And so we have to, rather than have the do, like once I have the money, then I'll do X or Y. Like once I have the money, then I'll find a business coach to invest in my business and then I'll make the money yeah. for my business and be thriving. Instead, you have to be, do, have, meaning who do I need to be in order to have what mm. I want? And so oftentimes we do the opposite and that's not serving us. So you want to look at where you're going and then work backwards rather mm-hmm. than working forwards. Mm-hmm. So stepping into that version of you who already has what you want and being like, okay, well, she has, for example, you guys have a ritual of waking up at 11 a.m. or not doing any work until 11 a.m. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So at some point in time, I'm assuming you kind of started to model that success before you even really needed to. Yes. Am I right? Yes. Totally. So exactly. You embodied that version of you before you were even there. Mm-hmm. Same as me. So for example, I only fit one-on-one clients into a schedule of two days a week. I cram them all in on one, two days a week. That way, the other days, I don't really have to work. I have my team doing all the other stuff. So before I even had a team, before I even had clients, when I had just one or two clients, I was still scheduling them on those one or two days because I wanted my Mondays and Fridays completely clear. Mm. So thinking about what does that person have? How do they act? What do they value? How do they behave? How do they make other people make other people feel? all those types of characteristics and then start taking action steps to embody that. Okay, I love that. I like I can think of exactly what this is for me right now. Um and it truly is I remember when I 
you know, after I, right before Light Pink, like the idea of Light Pink coming out, I was like, okay, so, you know, I wrote the book. I do, I've done the events. I've kind of like reached this, I kind of reached what I wanted to reach with what I was doing. And I was like, here, do I want to keep going with this or do I want to do something else? And I was like, you know, I'm really getting way more interested in like launching like uh, um, a product. Like I wanted to, because I wanted to be challenged in that way. I've never done it. I know nothing about the beverage or alcohol industry. And I was like, oh my God, but I need this like other network. Like I'll have to raise money from people who aren't really in my network right now. And instead of me trying to go in and get into that network right away, what I did was I was like, who would I need to be to get in those networks? Mm-hmm. Who would I need to be yeah. to get on the radars of the people who I need to be a part of this company? And I was like, well, you're going to have to be somebody who knows a little bit about X, Y, and Z and knows about this industry and who shows up and, and is showing that you're doing the work already. And so I had to put in so much work like being that person before that I could have those relationships that I thought came first a long time yeah. ago. So thank you for sharing that because that's exactly the route that I had to go once again for the same thing happened with my book, right? Like, and I know that you live this. It's like, who do I need? I think so many of us are always saying they have the perfect circle or, oh my gosh, that's why they're getting it is because they know this person and that person. It must be so nice. It's like they had There's to- There's no be- such thing as luck. No. no, no. And if there is, my God, I'm still trying to find it, but I'm like- <laughs> Please, you know how people are like, don't get, there is no easy button. I'm like, is it okay to still look though? Cause that would be great. Like I would still yeah, love I'm to find looking. that, but, but it's all good. Okay. So number two, tell me about that rapport. Number two is rapport. So once you're already set embodying your higher self, you're automatically an energetic match for your desires. So now it's a matter of calling in those desires. And so for many of us listening to this podcast, you're likely a coach, a healer, or a service-based entrepreneur of some sort. Um, that next step is to find those people, your soul client. And mm. so that means we have to connect with our audience and that comes down to rapport. So oftentimes, especially before I ever got certified and trained in NLP, I thought rapport was just like passing by or seeing a girl at a party and be like, Oh, I like your shirt just to like strike up conversation. Mm-hmm. But it actually goes so much deeper than that. There's this energetic language of the body and the mind that actually builds rapport for you. So you just have to know how to do that. And so, for example, we know that, or we might know, this might be new to you, but words are only 7% of our communication. Mm. So when we think about that- Did you say 7%? Yes. Wow. Huge, right? Yeah. Huge. So where's the rest of the communication coming from to actually cultivate and build rapport and connection with our audience or just people in general? Well, 55% of that is physiology. And 38% is tonality. So how Mm. you are speaking. So physiology, body language, your posture, your breath, your facial expressions, your breathing, all of that comes into play. So for example, while we're recording this, Lori and I are face-to-face on Zoom Mm. and she's nodding her head right now Mm -hmm. while I'm talking to her. Mm -hmm. So I might nod my head back (laughs) to feel a connection and feel like we're on the same wavelength. Mm -hmm. Or in terms of building connection with your audience on Instagram, let's say, um, when you have an idea of who your soul client is, you likely know their pain points, their desires, uh, slogans or sayings they might say, like how they talk. For example, all the things seems to be a very popular phrase lately for the Mm -hmm. past, like, I don't know, nine months, maybe all the things, all the things. (laughs) So you can actually say taglines that your soul client says 
to get into rapport with them. So they feel like they know you and Mm -hmm. that they're exactly like you. Oh God, this is so, that's so huge. Something that we, you know, talk about all the time in our mastermind and that I use too is like, try to um, like even do surveys on what words they're using. Like try to get them like go and listen and have them explain things. Like even surveying your people like, what, you know, what is it that you're um, struggling with? What are you looking for? So then you have this whole list of words that you can use in your sales copy, right? It's like, okay, my whole community just told me they were struggling with feeling lonely or, you know, anxious, depressed. And like, it's get, it's getting the answers to the test when you just ask and then use that language back to them. Um, it's so true. Like even just, you know, years of podcasting, I, I drop in with people. I either drop in immediately or you don't, right? It's kind of like yeah. the way that they're responding to you. Girl, yesterday I had this phone call and while it was amazing, like I got so many good answers. The guy used what, I, what was it? The 58% that he like tonality wasn't good. I was just like, oh, he hates me. Okay, got it. Like the whole, do you know what I'm talking about? Those calls yeah, where you're no, like, oh, he's you're legitimately like, okay. just doing me a favor right now and he wants me to know that. So, um, <laughs> so that's actually a good point you're touching on. I want to expand on that. So in terms of tonality, when you're, for example, on a sales call, um, even physiology, so matching and mirroring is what we call it. So like I said, you're nodding your head. I'm nodding your head, my head. Or if you're leaning like this Mm. with your hand on your face, I might lean to the other side, but same goes with tonality. So if we hop on a sales call together and you're talking like this with a super high pitched voice, I'm not going to copy you, but I will raise my voice a little bit to be a little more high pitched. Mm. Mm. Or if you talk fast, I'll raise my, my, um, (laughs) speed. Yeah. We're both talking fast. That creates rapport. And then when they, people know that you're in rapport with them automatically. Like if Mm. they know that they feel like and trust you, they're going to be more likely to buy from you. It's true. Like kind of matching that energy that they're in or um, like also I I would love to know about like bringing the energy because there's times on my podcast, I can tell someone's not in the energy yet. And I just come on and I'm like, you know what? I'm setting the tone from Mm. the very start. And I'm like, Hey, I'm so excited to have you on. And right away they're like, oh, it's going to be like this. Okay. Because sometimes they're like, hi. I'm like, I know this is your 50th book interview this week, but you're going to have to bring it. Be a little more excited. Yeah. I'm like, you're going to have to match this. And they usually end up doing it. Like, I'll feel myself like just giving so much energy, but at the same time, it always makes them... Typically, it makes them be like, okay, this is how this is going to go. And by the end, they're always like, wow, thank you. I feel so much better. I'm like, yeah, because you came on like humdrum. Terrible, (laughs) terrible energy. You're probably... So (laughs) what you're doing is you're a pro at rapport already. You just don't notice it. What's happening is we call it pace, pace, lead, where you're navigating where that person is at in their energetic state. Mm. So they're a little bit low. They're like, yeah, kind of don't want to be here. And then you get into rapport for them. So like you said, you're kind of felt a little down. You're like, oh no, is this how it's going to go? So automatically you're already lowering your energy a little bit. But by lowering your energy a little bit, you then get into rapport with them because that's where they're at. So you're meeting them where they're at. And then once you've met them where they're at, you start to lead Mm. and you'll see if they lead. If they don't lead, you go back to where they're at and then you pace, pace, lead again. And eventually Mm. they'll be in rapport and they'll follow your lead. Yeah, I it's crazy. I've literally noticed that through I you know, I get to do this R&D on this every single week and I'm like, 
wow. Like sometimes it takes people till the middle or like sometimes minute 40 on a podcast of a 60 minute podcast for me to be like, oh, they just got here. Like they just <laughs> matched this. Okay. She's arrived. Yeah, it's so true. And and while I love those because that is a challenge too, right? But it also makes me like understand that there are you guys, sometimes we take these things personal in sales, right, Rachel? Like we can be like, oh, I'm doing it wrong or I'm doing blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, you have no idea what kind of day they just had. You have no idea if this is how they, you know, the energy that they've been raised in and they're like, actually you're a little much for them or, you know, they're just not used to this whatsoever. So it really is like not taking anything personal with it. Right. And just keep, keep trying. Is that the key? With sales? Yeah. With the, like building that rapport. Um, yeah. So pace, pace, lead matching and mirroring, meaning you literally, it sounds weird, but you're copying them. You're just copying them in a very subtle way Mm -hmm. so that they don't notice that you're copying them. Um, it really comes down to practice. The more you are conscious of the fact that all you have to do is match and mirror somebody to be, breed this connection where they feel like they know you or like you or trust you, it becomes easy and automatic. But it does take work at first. So in terms of feeling like you're pushing and forcing, I think that's more of a mindset shift that needs to happen where it's from fear, lack, scarcity into, Mm -hmm. like you said at the beginning, certainty. Like Mm -hmm. this is for you no matter what. Because now moving into the sales component, like you said, if you are going into a sale, not thinking you're going to get it or already fearful of whatever objections are going to come up, chances are you're probably not going to get the sale. Yeah. It's, right? Yeah, totally. Like, and so what, what happens there real quick before we go into number three, if the doubts are coming back, like, cause I remember when I first really started network marketing, I had to be like, no, you know, that like, stop doubting yourself. You know, if they do this, right. If they follow the steps, it's going to work. It works for most people. Maybe there's very few that it doesn't, but how are they ever going to know if they don't try it? And a lot of times you're the only like hope they kind of have left. Like you need to believe Mm -hmm. in it so much that you have to make them believe. You have to believe in yourself so much that you have to make them believe that they can believe in themselves too. Um, And that takes a little bit to get to. But what happens when we're in those initial first like sales calls and you feel yourself kind of backing down because not because you're trying to force them, but because you're starting to lose faith in how you feel and if your ability to help them. Okay. So there's two conversations happening now. There's the conversation of how to actually master a sales call, but then there's also the conversation of what's making you back down. Mm. That's the mindset component. And so that's something you got to do before you hop on a call. And it's not like right before you hop on a call, you might have a pre-call ritual. I used to have that to boost my confidence, but then you also have the, all the inner work, like your daily morning rituals, evening rituals, whatever it is that you, whenever you block out your time to devote to you, you yeah. have to be devoting some component to building your confidence, finding out why there's resistance around sales, which that's very common. A mm-hmm. lot of the times it's because we feel like we're bugging people rather than actually providing a gift to people. Yeah, totally. So what was, what's your ritual? ritual, ritual? My pre-call, my yeah. pre-call ritual. Yeah. Um, so my pre-call ritual used to be oil up. So I used to put oils all over myself, <laughs> balance on my feet to ground yeah. myself, peppermint. I, I still do this one, peppermint on my temples and right on under my nose, to like give me a boost to mm-hmm. wake up. 
Um, and then I would meditate and visualize the result I would desire. So I'd really see the end result. I wouldn't worry about what they're going to say, or if any objections are coming up, I would just meditate and literally visualize them saying, yes, I'm in me celebrating with them, giving them the contract, sending the thank you email, all those after bits, all the pieces that come after that's what I was visualizing right before I got on a call. And then I would also, you probably love this. I would also dance my heart out to like (laughs) blasting music right before I hop in a call. It's so good. You got it, man. If you're going to be, you know, if you need to be the match for what you want, you have to first feel like the match. So I love that you also like dance your way into being a match for what this person is looking for. They're looking. I literally did that before yeah. this podcast. It's great. <laughs> I, I always say a prayer like before my stuff. I'm always like, okay, let me say whatever I'm supposed to say for this person to get the transformation or the experience. Yes. Um, that they want. And honestly, like dancing, anything like that is so good. Just like, wh- what do you need to do to be the match for the outcome that you want? And and that's like such, oh my God, that's the question of the, your life. So, all right. Number three, mastering sales. Tell me about that one. All right. So we've got rapport. Let's assume we're on a call already. We are, we've checked in. We've said, hey, how are you? Where are you from? You know, the small talk. While we're doing the small talk, we're pacing and leading. So we're, like I said, you're noticing their body language, you're noticing their breathing, their tone, and you're starting to match and mirror that and then take the lead. Mm-hmm. Once you have the lead, that's when you start going to the actual sales call component where you're, or discovery phase, let's call it, where you're finding out their pain points. You're finding out why they're even on this call. What do they desire by working together? Mm-hmm. All of those things. And then when it comes to closing, there's a lot of things you can do, but you're going to relay all the information they said you, they said to you. So you're going to listen, like we said, keywords, you're going to listen to the pain points. How did they say it specifically? You're going to listen to the desires. How did they say it specifically? Mm. And you're going to relay that to them. So like, okay, so after all this, you've said that you're looking for X and currently you've tried Y. And so that's why you're here, right? Mm. They say, yeah, okay, great. Well, here's how I can help you or here's how my program can help you. This is what we're going to do. And then you go into sharing your details and they'll usually say, oh my God, that sounds amazing. What's the price? Mm-hmm. And then that's where people get scared and they, they start freak to out. choke. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get to that part, I want to rewind and just share like in the discovery phase, there's certain questions you're going to want to ask to get to that deeper driver, like that trigger of what are those things that you're looking for. And those are questions. So like above surface answers. So like, why are you here? Well, I want to build a business, let's say. For what purpose? So you, like you said last night on your, on your light pink, you said, um, your why needs, you said your why needs, I say my, your why needs to be bigger than you, but you said something along the same lines. Like if you're doing business, or just for you and mm. you're not doing it for enough reasons, something like that. Yeah. Talking right. about if, if your why doesn't include other people, then it's not big enough. Right. Exactly. So for what purpose? Yeah. What purpose do you want this business? And I also often encourage when I ask that question, I encourage them to go deeper beyond themselves because that why, when it's bigger than you, it's going to pull you forward. Mm-hmm. So I create that picture where they're motivated to create a change first. Mm-hmm. Um, so for what purpose, what would happen if, um, what does it mean to X? They say, well, it means this. Okay. Then what? 
So you're always dragging it out to get to the bottom line as much as you possibly can. And oftentimes people will say, I know, I will say, well, I don't really know why I want that, or I don't know what would happen. You say, I know you don't know, but if you did know, what would that be? Mm. And then they go, ah, I think, well, I think I'd like to do this, or I think I could do that. Bingo. They, they know, mm-hmm. they know, they just don't want to go there because right. that's where the uncomfortable work is. Yep. So that's how we crack them open mm-hmm. and get all those details out. Um, then like going into closing the sale, you're going to want to use quantum linguistics. So fancy language, um, <laughs> but basically empowering words and um, conversational hypnosis. So this is where you're using your language in a tactful way to help get your client to that desired end result. Mm. So very quickly, before I even share anything, I want to make it a little disclaimer that conversational hypnosis is not like, it's not mind control or brainwashing. Right. Because the subconscious mind is highly moral. So the subconscious mind will never allow you to go against your values or anything that you desire. So, or don't believe in. So all you're doing is helping them create an aligned decision by allowing them to see the possibilities or giving them the opportunity to say yes. Mm. If they say no, it's because it's not in alignment for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that looks like conversational hypnosis could look like, for example, giving them an option. So would you like to pay four seventy five dollars now or would you like to pay in full and grab a hold of all of the bonuses? That's an option on closing that you could do Mm -hmm. where it's not, do you want to sign up? Yeah, no, maybe it's how would you like to pay? Do you want to pay for 75 or would you like to pay in full and grab a hold of all the extra bonuses? That's one example that you do to close. Mm -hmm. And closing is a blessing for people. If you're not closing, you're actually not committed enough to their transformation. And that was a huge um, Mm -hmm. shift for me because I was like, oh God, I'm forcing. No, you're not. You have something that helps. You can literally change their life. And it, it, I get it. It's tough in the beginning because you don't yet have proof within yourself that you yeah. you can kind of like do this. Um, but I'm sure that you've done things for free. Like I know we all have. If you have a product or a company or anything like that, um, coaching, you've probably been coaching for free for a while and you know it works. It's just that moment of needing to like decide you're going to start charging for mm-hmm. it. Um, but I remember my first few like, close, you know, closing people and being like, oh my God, like, I don't know. Even with like, when we first started, uh, fast foundations, whenever there's a new product, you guys, whenever you're launching something new, I don't care how many things you've done in the past. Like, I don't care if you're Tony Robbins, when he's launching something new, I feel like he probably is like, okay, let's just, here we go. Like I'm going, you go off of like, your previous things that you've done. Um, you know, you're like, okay, well, I know that I've done this before. I know that I coached someone for free and they said that it worked. So here we go again. Um, but even with fast foundations, there's there's those moments before you have the proof where you are just you need to like closing can feel scary, right? And it's but it's a favor. Yeah. And you know, once so once we had what I'm trying to get to, long story short, is saying once we had proof of like, you know, even the first month in that or the first um, round, I was like, oh my God, I have no problem closing people now. Now I can be even more like like certain and like, you need this. Like I can be that real on there. So I'm like, look, you need this. You're not doing it on your own. It's time. So you're going to let another year go by 
or you're going to, you know, jump in and join what you just told me that you have been looking for, which is community, which is accountability, which is blah, blah, blah. So, um, yeah, like all of those things, right? Like reconfirming what they wanted. So tell me about that, that process of closing. Like when you get to that place of a little bit of clarity and bringing it back around to overcoming objections, when you know it's what they're supposed to do. Oh, okay. So overcoming the objection is what you're saying, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's, my mind's going all over the place. I'm like, I have this I want to talk about, (laughs) this I want to talk about. Okay. So um, let's start with overcoming the objection themselves. You're going to, again, ask empowering questions. So I think this was from Glendon Doyle, I think. I didn't create these questions, but essentially you're going to ask... do I know this belief to be true? Mm Because if they're saying no, there's a belief under it. So you say, okay, let's explore this belief. So you're you're wanting to help them. You're on a coaching sales call. Let's let's explore this, right? So you explore it. They identify the belief. Then you say, do I know this belief to be 100% absolutely true? The answer is no. It's always no, Mm -hmm. because there's never any proof that anything is absolutely true. Because the belief is usually something like, well, I'm not going to make my money back. I'm not good enough. Um, I don't have the time, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Time and money are the two biggest objections. Yep. So do I know this belief to be absolutely true? No, you have no evidence. Even if somebody once said you're not good enough, that is just one person. Yep. So once you say, oh no, I don't know this belief to be absolutely true. What are the consequences of continuing to choose this belief? Mm. Well, I stay where I am. And so I don't start my business. So I stay in my miserable nine to five job. I don't end up making enough money to get my dream home. My family's disappointed because I can't take them on vacation, whatever. You just paint a picture of what are the consequences? Mm. How would it feel to break free from this belief? Mm. Real good, girl. (laughs) I want to add one thing. So how would it feel? By listening to their language, some people are auditory, some people are kinesthetic, some people are visual. So you're going to listen to their language throughout the entire call and notice what is their main um, representational system, we call it. So are they more visual? Are they more auditory? So if they say, I, this sounds good to me, they're auditory. Mm. They say, I feel like this is a good idea. They're um, kinesthetic. So you're going to be listening to their language because when you say, um, how would it feel to break break free from this belief, if they're auditory, that's not going to resonate with them. Yeah. So you're going to say, what sounds good to you to Mm. therefore get this? Or what would that look like if they're visual? What would that look like to break free from your belief? Oh, I love that. And you can also Mm -hmm. paint it. You can take them even deeper. You can tell them, I love doing this one. I tell them to close their eyes, especially Mm -hmm. if they're feeling. So whenever I do do a discovery call, I have a little application that they fill out. And one of the very last questions is, do you make decisions based off of facts and facts or off of feelings? Mm. So if they say feelings, I know they're more kinesthetic. If they want all the information, I'm going to make sure I give them all the information because that's going to help them make a decision. So um, by taking them deeper, I now know where they're at. Do they need to know the details or do they need the vision? If I know for a fact there's somebody who needs the vision, they need to feel it. I'll tell them to close their eyes put their hands on their heart, breathe deeply, just get grounded and centered and ask them what would they see? What would they hear? What would they feel Mm. in that big grand vision that we originally painted? I love that. So now they're connected to that again. Mm. And then if they're connected to that vision well enough, there's no other choice but to 
do it. And if money is really an issue, then there's going to be a big enough return on your investment. You're going to take the bet, the bet on yourself. You're going to freaking do it and figure it out. Or you're going to also um, just say yes. Yeah. Like you said, you you always say this. I always I remember at fat, and throughout throughout the entire time at Fast Foundations, you always said it takes grit. It takes mm-hmm. grit. It takes grit. They're going to feel the vision 100% or they're going to feel the fear and do it anyway and go with that grit and just make it happen. Yeah. It's so true. There is an element, um, even when you were talking, like I couldn't picture myself back in just in any call. It's a choice. It's uncomfortable like to keep going when you when you have to like overcome something, overcome someone's um uh help me, o- objection, like objection. Oh my God. Or when when you can tell that they're uncomfortable, like you just our people pleaser in us just wants to be like, it's okay. You don't have to better no yourself. I'm gonna let somebody go. Oh, you're that literally means you're literally like, you know what? I just want the easy sales. That, mm. Well, they're they're not out there. So once yeah. in a while they are, but it's like that person is probably you've probably done so much work with that person. They've been following you for so long, uh, or you've put so much work in prior to make it an easy sale that you just haven't seen the work. Um, so that's really like it's it's uncomfortable to push through and do these things. There's so many moments on sales calls where you're expanding. Like it's not it is about them like more than anything, but it's also about you. It's every sales call I've ever been on is personal growth for me. It is like yeah. it's tough to show up and commit to uh, the vision in yourself so much that it it um you know makes them you have to be so certain that it makes them feel certain and that's a level 100%. that you don't you don't walk around feeling that way every single day you have to get to that place just like you said with those like rituals and commitment and like mindset yeah. and all of those things beforehand you can't just pop on a sales call cold and be like yeah I'm great at this <laughs> Um, stuff goes into it. So, okay. I'm so grateful for this. Um, we're turning into a longie, so we're going to just, we're going to go, we're going to go here. So, so where can we find you, follow you, all of the things? So you can find me. My favorite place to hang out is obviously, well, not obviously, but it's Instagram. (laughs) I feel like it is for most people. Instagram. I'm at the Rachel joy one. Um, or you can visit my website, www.therachelljoy.com. Amazing. You guys, if you loved this episode as much as I did, make sure you share it. So our favorite thing is when you tag our guest, tag myself, and let us know what your biggest takeaway was. Because let me tell you, even though I loved talking to you, Rachel, I also want to know who else we talked to on this episode. Of course. So I want to see your faces. We want to share your stories, all of the things. So make sure you tag both of us. Let us know your biggest takeaway. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought and honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye.
Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you wanna create on a course or webinar and bam, it just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're gonna customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers use this and now their smart ai platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com that's k-a-j-a-b-i.com hey do you know what the big secret is this year And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community. And everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, Not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody gonna be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool.
Thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday. I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back. And I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group. Then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com.